This is Trav Johnson with the Access the Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. You can follow us at accessthestory.com or you can follow me at travjohnson.com. I'm excited to be interviewing Hannah Wanta today. Hannah is a youth director at our local church and a longtime friend. I'm excited to hear some of her stories. This podcast is about hearing people's everyday stories of faith, and Hannah's is one such great example. We're also taking the opportunity to promote an experimental resource, an Advent resource, so you'll hear Hannah's interview interspersed uh, with that promotion. Here's an excerpt from Hannah's interview. When I was a teenager, I didn't have this big moment of God found me on the street or, you know, it came to me in a dream or a vision or anything like that. It was kind of slow and steady from the start, Um, but it's just as important because, yeah, he wrote that still. Still his handiwork. Somehow the waiting of Advent gets lost in the Christmas rush. We know what it can be like in churches, schools, or even around the family meal table. Unless we slow down in God's story, there are other stories that will consume our attention and they can rob our joy. That's why we recommend you check out the Bible Project's Advent Word series. These guys do an excellent job of bringing us back to the story that matters through their online videos. Go to thebibleproject.com and suss it out. We've also developed a free resource that complements their work. You can go to accessastory.com, click on the banner, and we'll send you our free Advent Story Pack. That's accessastory.com. One of the things I'm passionate about is providing spaces for people to tell their story. Often that doesn't happen in our context, in our busy world, and um, and particularly people in ministry. Often we're just going from one event to the other, or one program, or one you know uh, connection, coffee relationship. Isn't that right, Hannah? I have mm-hmm. Hannah with us. Yes, hello. Here in my uh, amazing studio, which is also <laughs> the op shot we call Junction. Um, but uh, so welcome, Hannah. Thank Thanks you. for being with us. Now I did some research on. Uh, the internet regarding you. There's quite a bit of information about you, Hannah, on the internet. One of those uh, spots is the uh, blog and a youth ministry website called Tan Squared Youth Ministry. Yep. You've, uh, t- tell us about Tan Squared. What's the connection there? Um, it's actually a youth group in New Zealand, okay. of all places. Yep. Um, just connected randomly with Hannah, um, a little bit with her husband, Charles, but Hannah and Charles have run the ministry before and are currently not running it, but still running the blog. Yeah. Um, and I just thought I liked what she had. I liked her resources, mm. um, just the encouragement that she was. And then I asked if I could write with her, basically. Okay. So that's why this bio was on, on yeah. their website. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things here that I found particularly interesting. Now, it says that you have a team of – so you're a, you're a youth director at, well, at our local church, yep. a youth director two days a week. You have a core team of six uh, who are responsible for different arms of the ministry. Um, but you're also blessed to have 32 leaders who volunteer their time. So as youth, uh, as you as youth director, over yep. two days a week, you're responsible. So 32 plus six is 38, less one, which is you. It might be slightly different now. Well, slightly different. Yes, so less, close just, enough. just for the sake of the <laughs> argument. Yep. So there's, a, but you have a large team. Yes. Yes. Um, I do. What's that like? Like, how do you? Um, what's that like? Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I can palm stuff off. No, no. <laughs> They're really good. I love having the diversity. Yeah. Like I've got different ages and backgrounds and experiences and yeah. passions and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, I've got a massive pool of people to choose from, which mm. is really useful when youth is the same. Mm. You know, it's a massive pool of kids to choose from. Yeah. 
and you can kind of match them up pretty well, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you mentioned people from different backgrounds. Yeah. So one of the interesting parts of your story is uh, some some cultural dynamics yes. that you live out every every day. <laughs> so your experience, so again, from your bio, yeah. um, uh, you're a wife to an, an Australian-born Filipino who works uh, as a social worker in foster care. So there's some some different cultures in yeah. even in your own home. Yeah. Um, so and, and uh, you've also <clears throat> you also said here that you're a, um, your mum to a sassy, imaginative, and beautiful three-year-old daughter. <laughs> and you said this who definitely calls most of the shots uh, yes, around here. Can 100%. you give me an example of how she's called the shots recently? Oh, I had to boil her egg separately to everybody else's last night. Okay, <laughs> right. She needed no. Joe needed poached. Uh-huh. She needed it boiled separately. So I just got what was left. Right. right. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you got the leftovers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. That's very interesting. <laughs> Did she give a reason as to why that needed to happen, or is it just? No, no. That's just how it has to be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've also said here uh, that you, when you're not doing something youth related, you love reading and writing. Yeah. Watching movies. As yep. you think about something you've read or a movie you've seen recently, what's something that's inspired you? Oh, I watched two Christmas movies last night. The corny <laughs> Netflix ones. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to get my Christmas decorations out. <laughs> yeah, that's my inspiration. <laughs> you've been inspired. <laughs> yes. I was expecting some sort of deep <laughs> no, response. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Um, uh, you've, you've mentioned to me before that uh, so writing is something that you're mm. passionate about and you're writing for 10 mm-hmm. squared. Yep. Um, you mentioned re- recently there's a couple of other um, uh, opportunities you've had to write yeah. as well. So tell us about um, that. The other one would be Controlled Chaos, which is um, like a chaos nation, I guess, is the tagline. And they're mm. a US – well, he's a, the guy who runs it is a US pastor, a mm. middle school um, pastor, and has kind of launched this as a way of – I guess sharing information and resources and voices around that specific age group. So we do at our youth grade seven to twelve. Yeah. His focus is mostly seven to tens, but mm. kind of a bit broad. So mm. it's quite useful to hear from different, you know, quite leading voices. I guess in the US yep. through his podcast, he yep. interviews people like Bob Goff and things like that, right. which is really exciting. Yeah. So I've done um, one blog at the moment for them. Yeah. And have done a couple of intros as well for Fan- podcasts. Fantastic. Yeah. Chaos Nation. Uh, controlled Chaos. Controlled is Chaos. The podcast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Mm. And, and so, um, so Tan Squared, Controlled Chaos. Yeah. yeah. And I know you do a bit of stuff for our local church yeah. and that too. Yeah. So, well, that's good. Mm. So, we wanted to provide a space for you to tell your story and just have a conversation and we'll interact with that. And, yeah, cool. Uh, and so, and uh, for those listening, I, I actually gave Hannah like a brief um, kind of, you know, six prompts in regards to how to tell her story. I've so written my essay. Okay. <laughs> We've only got a certain time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but as you, let's go back to the beginning. Something that you think about um, regarding your own childhood and life yep. growing up. So describe that for um, us. Well, I guess the main thing that came to mind for me was that we – spent a lot of time growing up around other cultures, mostly Japanese, Mm. but a few others interspersed with that, which was always interesting as a kid, but also has kind of shaped where my brother and I are at now. So my brother's getting married to a girl from Hong Kong. I'm married to a Filipino. Yeah. You know, we've both travelled extensively. Mum and Dad travel extensively. We've kind of, yeah, got friends all over the place. And Mm. I think that's helped shape how we then parent Essie. Yeah. Our daughter as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so there, you lived in Japan yep. for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your dad, your dad's a police officer. And so I know a little bit yes. about your family. <laughs> um, but your dad's a police officer. Your mum's worked in um, old old age care. Is yep. that, is that right? Aged care. Yep. Age care. Um, and uh, they're they're actually going overseas yeah. again soon. Yes. So that's that's exciting for them. How would you 
Um, how would you describe your experience in Japan? Yeah. Um, what was uh, what stand out to you? There? Well, I mean, at the time. If, I, if you would have asked me that at 12 or 11 or whatever I yeah. was, I would have said, I hate this. I hate my parents. This yeah. is the worst. Yeah. Just because they'd ripped me out of my grade five friendships, yeah. you know, very important. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it, I mean, what other year 11, age 11 kid gets to go and do school yeah. in the backwaters of Japan and right. meet other young Japanese kids and go to festivals and just ride a bike and mm. head down to the beach and collect shells in totally foreign countries. Yeah. Really just a unique experience and how long do you do back on uh eight months yeah okay nine months yeah. Like and that. that experience wasn't just a tourism experience you're no, actually we went to school with real people in a non-english yeah. speaking school fantastic walked in the lines with the other kids and shopped in the local shop and yeah. lived in an apartment yeah, yeah. great and do you, are you still able to speak a little bit of japanese uh if you if you spoke it to me i could understand yeah, probably well, that's not going to happen <laughs> <laughs> off you go <laughs> Yeah. But I wouldn't be able to speak it back probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Enough to get by. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so back to back to Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so went through high school yep. here in Adelaide yep. and, and everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just the usuals. <laughs> okay. So one of the questions we asked um, was some of the important people in your life. Yeah. And so that maybe maybe that's related to your life growing up or your life now. Yeah. I mean, list off mum and dad that? and my brother or whatever. But I guess yeah. yeah, Essie definitely my little three-year-old going on thirteen. Yeah. And Joth. Yep. And then I guess the extended family. So by marrying Joth, I mean I got to be related to my best friend, Elise, okay. his cousin. Yep. And then all that comes with that, you know, all the extended yep. relatives who part of them are my youth leaders, some of them are in youth. Yeah. It's, it's a massive family that I gained essentially. Yeah. 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 Which is really cool. Yeah. And, and it is family, isn't it? Yeah. 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 They do family well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something that's really noticeable. Mm. Um, no, that's... That's good. Um, one of the uh, things that's important when we think about story is we think about challenges. Mm. Uh, there's no good story unless there's a conflict and not, not, not that we glorify our difficult times, but we recognise there's challenges yeah. that we face. And so I've asked you what's a challenge that you've faced. Yeah. Um, how have you responded to that? What's, um, what comes to mind for you? Well, definitely work, which for me is a ministry opportunity as well, but being a mother with that in Mm. the same space like you can't really do one without the other Mm. in my in my circumstance I suppose um yeah and I never really thought about that before having a child I was like Mm. okay I'll stop working Mm. but I love my job and I love the opportunities I'm given in that job but I love being a mum as well so how does that it's a really sort of grey area for me still yeah. at, you know, three years down the line, yeah. what that looks like or could look like or should look like or, yeah, yeah. that's a ch- constant challenge almost. Yeah. Yeah. And and that sounds like, so it sounds to me like that's, a, like you say, it's a constant ongoing yeah. reality that mm. um, you're needing to face on a, on a yes. week, week by week Pretty basis. Much. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not just about me anymore. There's another person who yeah. needs things. Yeah. And sometimes work gets in the way, or sometimes that gets in the way of work, or it's yeah. always flux. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, someone uh, mentioned to me that often we talk about this balanced life, 
and ah, um, that's right. And, and so uh, someone someone mentioned if we imagine like a you know um, let's say uh, we have a uh, a pivot point on a uh, underneath a, a broomstick or something like yeah. that, and sometimes there's pressure on one side and and, or, and not so much oh, okay. pressure on the other, and you move the move the, where the pivot is. Yeah. Um, uh, that's that's been a helpful image okay. for me, um, and, and, and it makes me think about the the need for the support that's around mm. me in order for that to happen. Yeah. Um, how would you like in in relationship to the challenge of being a being a mum and yeah. being in a ministry that's pretty it's pretty full on. Not yeah. many folks are managing a team that size on you know two days a week <laughs> and um yeah so um i guess what how do you what well, have you noticed the support around you or what are some um what are some things that have been vital for you to not just survive but to you know to continue to flourish as a mum and as a, a as a youth pastor basically yeah. a youth director um in the midst of trying to you know find that where the, where the pivot yeah. hits what what's some of the, what's the support been like and what's um what's been important for you to be able to manage that tension well i think definitely having a boss slash line manager whatever you want to call him jared yep. as our generations pastor who is a dad mm. is very useful because so he, he understands. sees it yeah, yeah sees it firsthand at yep. home but also, I mean, it's just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, that works well for me. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I'm friends with his wife and so I can chat with her. Like, I'm friends with your wife. I can yeah. chat with her, both who are mothers and have done ministry and family. Yeah. Looks different, of course, but yeah. have done that. Yeah. Um, and then people just like Joat's mum who come every Monday without fail That's to great. take Essie off my hands, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. she wants to. Yeah. Not because it necessarily helps me, but it does. Yeah. But also she gets to spend time with Essie and Essie loves Lola Day. Yeah. You know, Grandma Day. Yeah. Um, just little, little, I guess, showing up moments by other people. Yep. Yeah. So Elisa will have Essie, you know, had to go to retreat. So she'll have her for a morning. Yeah. And I can pick up Liani, her daughter, from school yesterday because she's working. So it kind of the flow is really good Yeah. Um, when you think about the people yeah. around you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's great. And I could bring Essie if I wanted to, to youth. Yeah. Everyone loves her. Yeah. She loves everyone. Yeah. It's a safe space. Yeah. yeah. That's really great. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that often gets lost in the midst of uh, being involved in in ministry is the is a formation of our own faith. Yeah. Um, you know that sounds like a horrible thing to say, <laughs> but tragically that that often happens. Yeah. Um, and um, one of the questions I've asked you how, how you would describe your faith, and yeah. and what's behind that question really is um, the opportunity to think to reflect back over the journey of faith that you've 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 had over the years but but perhaps present as well so yeah. you can answer it however you want okay. but um that's the that's the question mm. how would you describe your faith Anna um well in my notes yes I've got raw and always under construction I suppose um because it's about the journey almost more than the end point to some degree yeah for me um and it's the most important important part of who I am I suppose because that's not again not just about me anymore it's essie as well so living out my faith models that to someone who is yet to sort of discover what that even is Mm. at three years old um but also like at youth you know some of my i don't know what are they year six sevens Mm -hmm. are not from christian homes so Mm. knowing that i'm still learning as much as they are creates a safe space as well so I don't have all the answers and they don't need to know they need to know that when they come as well because we're in the same learning journey I suppose so um 
Does that make sense? Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? Mm. Because um, there's a sense where in, in leadership you, you want to be able to model something. Yes. You want to be able to, um, I, I guess, uh, you know, forge a path for others to, to follow. Yeah. Um, but there's also something to be said about uh, the humility of spirit that I'm actually learning as well. Yeah. And and being I open. stuff up. Let's yeah. all stuff up together. Yeah. <laughs> and and but, but and learning from mm. from the people that we're leading to. Yeah. Um, Permission to fail, but let's keep going yeah. together. Yeah. 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 Somehow, the waiting of Advent gets lost in the Christmas rush, and we know what it can be like in churches, schools, or even around the family meal table unless we slow down in God's story. There are other stories that will consume our attention and they can rob our joy. That's why we've developed a free story pack to help you gather your group around the Christmas narrative. Our four interactive group sessions complement the Bible Project's Advent Word series and will create genuine moments for your group, class or family to be still in God's story this Christmas. Go to accessastory.com, click on the banner and we'll send you our free Advent story pack. That's accessastory.com. And now back to our conversation with Hannah. Another question we had was uh, that we talked about the best, we're asking the best ways to describe you. Yeah. Um, and uh, often that's a difficult one because uh, it's, I always find it difficult to describe myself unless I put myself in the shoes of someone else as they observe mm. me. How would they describe yep. me? Um, again, you can answer it how you like, but um, that, that question of how would you just had the best ways to describe you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wrote it in my notes. If I was to update my profile blog. Yes. About me section. Yes. yes. <laughs> this on is kind tan of squared. on tan squared <laughs> slash anywhere else it is now. <laughs> I would shorten it yes. <laughs> to, and you've probably heard this a thousand times because it goes around, extroverted introvert, mm-hmm. coffee-loving book-addicted Netflixer who loves to work alongside other generations in all areas of life. That's good. Yeah. Is there any punctuation in that? Uh, yes, there's a couple of comments. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's good. Yeah. So pick one or two of those things okay. and unpack them for us. I love books. Yeah. I've always loved books. And I don't even know where that started, but it has to be something to do with my parents always reading, I reckon. Mm. And every school holidays I'd go with grandma to an op shop mm. and choose a new book. Mm. And it was usually a Nancy Drew detective novel. Yep. Deep. Yep. <laughs> But has kept me going. Yeah. Like, and especially in Japan when there was no TV and my friends didn't speak a lot of English, okay. it was books. Yeah. You know, so, and then when I did my missions overseas on the Logos Hope, your shifts with other friends are not always the same. So you're kind of on your own sometimes. Mm. So get a book, go up to deck nine and look out at the Red Sea mm. and read, basically. So mm. books have always been not a fallback, but present, I suppose, mm. in my world. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I want that for Essie. I yeah. want her to love books and read yeah. and learn yeah. and grow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about um, giving yourself permission but also having the ability to step into another yeah. another world really. Yes. Uh, and to – it's interesting how – I mean, without going too deep into it, but it's interesting how uh, that kind of experience then shapes our own life yes. a- as well. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So you dropped the Logos Hope oh, yeah. in there. <laughs> I can't um, – I-, I can't just – breeze over that because that was an experience a few years ago now but um tell us a little bit about that what was that what did you do what was it like that was going to places that I would never go now yeah okay that's for sure yeah my friend who was on the ship with me just stayed with us and headed back to the UK um on Saturday 
and we talked a little bit about the places we went and how we wouldn't do. Yeah. And we wouldn't. It was a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So we went. So you wouldn't do it from the point of view of what was I thinking? I'd never do that. No, no, just just the Middle East. Okay. Just I'm never going to get there. So it's the opportunity. Yeah. 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 yeah, operation mobilisation of, of a long history of, yeah. of uh, not only, I guess, engaging in, in, in different nations and yes. in ports around the world, but mm. also seeing formation of young adults mm. as well. Yeah. Um, how would you describe your own formation um, as you look back on that mm. experience? What what did you learn? What, what, how I did just it learned to you? love more culture. Yeah, okay. Just other people and background and history and experience. Yeah. All plays a part in who they are, but it doesn't define them. Yep. It doesn't define us or me. Yeah, it's just part of who I am and where God's placed me now. And yep. in a in such a melting pot of people on mm. a ship like that, when you in the middle of the sea, you can't get off. There's yep. nowhere to go. Yeah, you just go with it. Yeah, there's no. I mean, you can't be upset about them and what they eat or how they eat because what are you going to do about it? Yeah, nothing. Yeah, just embrace it. Yeah, try it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that, there's something in that when we think about um, think about our experience with different cultures mm. around us in our normal lives, yeah. and how often we resist that, or we think it's different and therefore it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and so to be placed in a situation where you actually have to yes. somehow get along. Yeah. Um, I imagine that changes your perspective. Yes. Back home as well. Yeah. 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 There's that's, more to people than just what you see. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm. So I've gone off script. I'm that's sorry about right. that. But that's, that's a, that was an interesting um, part of your of your journey. I know there's been a lot of different experiences you've had over the over the years. And and uh, as I'm I'm hesitating in saying that because I'm going there's the reality is there's more years in this chair than what there are in the chair across the table from you. So respectfully, over the years you've packed a lot of stuff into the short life you've had. Um, but as you think about uh, you know some of your own a journey and uh, the people in your life, uh, the challenges that you that you wrestle with and mm. your faith and how you describe yourself. As you think about the future, what do you hope to see? What do you hope to see in your future? More travel is what I wrote. Yeah, right. okay. <laughs> yep. Love to. Yep. Yeah. Places I've never been or see people I haven't seen for years or yep. something like that. But I, I like being somewhere else. I like being the tourist. Yeah. Okay. I like not knowing anybody yep. and doing that from the outside. Yeah. And searching on my own, that's quite cool. Mm. Um, but I think I would like to see, um, how do I say this? I'd like to see an opportunity to teach Yeah, right. in in a way. So when, when I had my meeting with staff at church the other week, it, what I would like to see happen down the line is like a an internship gap year type opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that I would like to be able to teach because I feel like I've been taught mm. and I want to give that back. Mm. Not that I'm necessarily qualified to do so, but mm. in a way mm. um, that kind of helps shape the younger generations to do what I'm doing. Because mm. I, didn't, I didn't go to university to study any of this. This is all on the job, yeah. coaching, yeah, mentoring. In, in ministry In ministry, yeah, yep. all yep. that sort of thing. So yep. if I can offer something that's the next level to what I experienced, yeah. Those coming after me will even have more doors yeah. open, I hope. Yeah. 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 That's good. One of the things that I think that I've, uh, I'm coming to terms with and, I, and I'm, uh, I've noticed it in others as well as we look back over our lives and the different experiences that we've had, <clears throat> uh, sometimes it's difficult to actually 
recognise the value in that. We downplay it and some of that's Australian culture as well. <laughs> yes, you know. true. Um, uh, but there is a, a, an immense amount of value in your in your story and your journey and the things that you've learned and the experiences you've had. And, and mm. as you think about the future as well, I'm imagining yeah. if there's travel, you know, uh, I'm imagining uh, the influence that would have uh, on your, in mm. your own family yeah, as well. Yeah, um, that's the hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as you think about the next generation, you've already touched on a little bit, yeah. um, what's something of value from your story mm. that you think is, and this is a, I, I, I'm, I hesitate in asking this question because I know it would be difficult for right. me to answer okay. it, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but it's really important. I think it's really important for us to reflect on yeah. what's something of value in your story that you think is important for the next generation? Mm. Um, I think... I think we don't put enough – no, that's probably a generalisation. We could put more in, um, importance on people's Christian walk from the get-go. Mm. So you, you kind of come across with the stories in, you know, testimonies and all that kind of thing where you go, oh, they had such a big turnaround at age 16, they were – out on the streets and then God found them and they've mm. become this amazing person. Mm. That's well, that's an awesome testimony, great, yeah. good for you. But I think those kids like myself who grew up in a Christian home, it's not less of an interesting story yeah. to share. Yeah. It's just as important yeah. because you didn't write that, God still did. Yeah. So it still needs to be told yeah. um, as truthfully as you can. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make you any more uninteresting mm-hmm. than someone who had a massive awakening moment I suppose because mm. I always struggled with that when I was a teenager I didn't have this big moment of God found me on the street or yeah. you know he came to me in a dream or a vision or anything like that it was kind of slow and steady mm. from the start um, but it's just as important mm. because yeah he wrote that still mm. that's still his handiwork mm. um, in in my life so I think if yeah if anything if that can be a value to somebody else that Mine was a slow and steady walk. It still is a slow and steady walk. There was no massive, you know, pulling my head in type moment. And it doesn't mean there might not be still later on, but everybody's story is significant regardless of where it's come from. That's really good. Yeah. (laughs) Hannah, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. It's been really good. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe hearing from others in regards to what they're discovering through Mm. listening to yours. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You've been with Trav Johnson on the Access to Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. Remember, follow us on accessthestory.com, or you can catch up with me on travjohnson.com.